that is not dead, which can eternal lie, and with strange eons. <gasps> Even death may die. Hi, I'm Harley, and I play Lara Jones. Call sign Standoff. I'm Rob, and I play Kai Nakamura. Call sign Plant. I'm Emily, and I play Poppy McCoy, call sign Firecracker. I'm Don, and I play Irving Pistachion, call sign Blush. And I'm the Keeper and Storyteller, Paul Bunnell. Welcome to Sons of the Fathers. You find yourself in a reasonably familiar room. You've been here several times. It's a circular room with waiting chairs facing a reception desk without any receptionist at it. There's the door you came in at one end and two doors behind the reception desks leading in the opposite direction. What does the camera see as it looks at you? Okay, so Lara Jones. Um, mm. You guys would see... Well, there's no you guys yet. The audience <laughs> would see um, uh, shoulder-length hair, um, gray, not not silver, sort of a, a darker gray. Um, clothes, uh, probably like an open button-up shirt tucked into uh, beige pants, I would say. She's got a, sort of like a utility belt type situation. Um, and she's got that... Uh, kind of like chest holsters that uh, police have for guns. Do they have guns in them? She has uh, one gun in the holster, mm. and she's an older woman, uh, about 45. She's got a, a look about her that's um, not super weary, but more uh, down-to-business type guy. Okay, now, so her general demeanor also, just as a, a general question, is she sitting in a chair? Is she standing at attention? What, what is she doing? I think laying, she would be standing around with her arms crossed. Okay, yeah. cool. So, Lara knows that she's been called here by the organization known as the Corrupt. An organization that she's worked with for a few years now, I think two years. She's done missions for them in the past, but nothing this serious. The briefing and all of that seems to have been a lot more secretive and heavy-handed, and especially the being made to wait in a waiting room at the headquarters is a lot more of a process than has previously been. Usually they would just give her a, a dossier and she would work through it with her expertise. 
this time's a little different and seems like a lot bigger of a situation. So maybe she's a little bit more wary than previously. As she waits there, eventually, after about an hour or so after she got there, the door leading into the rest of the compound, not the door that she came in, but one she's walked through several times when meeting higher-ups of the organization. Stepping through it is Poppy. Poppy, introduce yourself. What does Lara see? Um, She would see a petite young lady with red braids, and she would be wearing a knee-length dress and leggings and boots, and she carries a backpack okay. on her shoulder. Actually, could you give me a quick, just because I, I, I always... The boots, are they... Are they impressive boots? Are they plain? What kind of boots are they? Because what I imagined in my head immediately, immediately combat was like, boots. Oh, okay, okay. Well, there you go. And does she have any equipment on her? No. She doesn't have anything. It's in her backpack. How how okay. old does she look? Twenty one. Okay. A child. There you go. So she, she she's small, young, and her general demeanor is she. She is. She she smiles at. The woman sitting in this room. So you two would have known of each other. You have never had much time to talk. But Lara, you have heard of Poppy's escapades uh, being one of the central members of the Karat. A lower ranking one, but still having been important in several of the more successful missions of blowing the fuck out of certain places. Would, uh... Would I recognize her just from appearance? Yeah, I, th I think you would. I think in general, she's a known... She's a very sociable individual throughout the base. Okay. So she would have said hello from time to time. And that's who, sh who walks in. Hey, Lara, how are you doing? Oh, uh, you know, fine, I guess. What's the crack? The crack? <laughs> it's, uh, that's Irish slang for you guys. Uh, never mind. Just, how are you doing? Oh, I'm good. I, I saw your name on the listing. I I'm really glad you turned up. I've been wanting to get to know you better. Eh, uh, yeah, sure. It's uh, another day of work for me. So, I mean, I'm sure uh, glad to spend time with you as well, I suppose. So as you two are getting to know each other so very passionately, yep. the door that you came in, Lara, the one that's the entrance to the base, opens, and two gentlemen walk in. One rugged and one put together. Irving, describe yourself. I think leading the way into the room, since he knows the place, is uh, Irving Pistachion, a average height... Uh, European male, close, cr close cut hair, uh, fairly muscular, wearing a sleeveless uh, t-shirt, a rifle slung uh, over his shoulder, wearing uh, simple cargo pants and uh, soft combat boots. Does he have any, other than his rifle, does he have any other discerning equipment on him? Anything that stands I'm, out? I'm sure he's carrying a standard... Uh, uh, backpack of uh, supplies, kind of, so mm. it's kind of jostling around, making sure there's enough room for the the rifle to move without swinging out and 
knocking mm. someone down, but uh, he travels pretty light. He doesn't carry a whole lot with him. Okay. Kai, describe yourself. Um, Kai is uh, a young man, probably 19 or 20. Um, he's dressed in um, uh, fashion forward versions of what would be combat gear um, that kind of sits um, loosely on his thin and lean kind of lanky frame. Um, so it's it's kind of like if fashion was trying to imagine what someone preparing for combat would look like. It's mm. um, long flowing sections that would be totally impractical. And over the top of that, he has um, a white uh, doctor's coat. Uh, and under his arm, he is carrying a medic's pack. Okay. And is, just in regard to height, is Irving taller than Kai? Kai's, Kai's about five foot ten, so I think he sits just shorter than um, Irving. All right, cool. Irving will uh, direct Kai. Uh, you just sit there now, Kai. Uh, we'll be seen too shortly. Um, instead of going to the chair that Irving directs Kai to, Kai instead uh, goes around um, to the other people in the room, extending a hand excitedly. Who does he go to first? Um, I think to Poppy. Okay. Hi there, what's your name? Oh, hi, uh, I'm Kai Nakamura. Uh, pleasure to meet you. Um, you sure you haven't heard of me? Most people as, already know my name when I meet people. As he says that, I would like the other two, so Poppy and Lara, to roll me a history check. You got it, boss. I can't see shit. I got 27. On a... I think it's... 0.5? Wait. Did you say 0.5? I meant 5. (laughs) History sucks. 0.5. Okay, no, you 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 fail. What was it again? History. Mm-hmm. Yes. Let me check. Actually, what? I, as you do that, actually, Emily, Poppy has advantage on this. Why would I have an advantage? Uh, because Poppy is completely aware of the list of people, so you would have seen his name as well as just some of the extra information. Being a resident of the headquarters, I got an eighty-three. <laughs> you definitely. Thinking about it for a second again, you're like, nope, I definitely don't know who this motherfucker is. Maybe not in a negative tone like that. <laughs> and uh, Lara, what'd you get? Well, I got a zero, zero, zero. <laughs> <laughs> I really wanted to fuck his shit up. Um, so you do recognize him. Wait, what? I thought zero 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 was a critical fail. It mm-hmm. is. Mm-hmm. It is the consequence. Oh, I see. You do recognize him. Somehow, for some reason, they've brought in the one person who successfully betrayed the Karat several years ago. It was an individual. Clearly, you've, you'd forgotten his name, but his name's Kai. Clearly, he just said his name is Kai. Mm-hmm. Or at least maybe that's his fake name. You don't know. Mm-hmm. But you do recognize his face, and he was the guy that betrayed the Karat and actually led to two Karat members being uh, tortured to death. <laughs> okay. Are you going to react on that knowledge now, or are you going to wait? Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, I'm just going to lunge at him and tackle him to the ground. <laughs> okay, yep. 
uh, Kai, can I please get a dodge? I think would be the sure. Uh, Thirty-one on a seventy-seven, so that's a better. Ooh, that's pretty good. And can I please get a brawl check from you there, Lara? That's a what's a, do I? I have a brawl score. If you don't, then it's very low. Gosh, I sure hope so. It's, it'll be it'll be fighting brawl. Fighting brawl. Nope. I don't have fighting brawl. Uh, I got a f- fifty-nine. Okay, Kai, please describe how you get out of the way so very easily. Um, how how is this like a dived tackle or like yeah. a um yeah. spear or it was like diving to tackle you? Yeah, I think uh Kai moves out of the way, kind of like um like a fence's repost. So like he sidesteps and makes his space very small, and you sort of just like rush past him. Very nice. How would the other two react to this, Poppy and Irving? Uh, Irving will smile, uh, step over, look down at Lara, and say, uh, oh, is he a friend of yours? <laughs> and he's going to reach his arm out to uh, help her up. Are you fucking out of your mind? That right there's a criminal. Well, oh. I'm a criminal. I slept yeah, I'm, I'm a medic. Door. I think you've got the two of us confused. No, I recognize I you. You betrayed yeah, I don't think she the Croat. Me. Well, she didn't tackle me either, technically speaking. But, but uh, I'm gonna try to tackle him again. Zing. <laughs> uh, seeing Lara lunge towards Kai again, Irving's going to uh, still kind of holding near her arms, going to hold her back. Uh, now, now, Lara, I I don't think he means any harm. I they asked me to bring him in special for this. They asked you to bring in someone who betrayed the Karat. And got two of its members killed. Uh, Irving's going to look at Kai, cock an eyebrow. Have you been holding out on me, kid? No, no, no. Um, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure. Do you perhaps have me confused for someone else? I'm the famous TV doctor. T. TV doctor. Oh, you know Lara, what the fuck you, are you, you on? Got... TV. You, oh, you piece of shit. I'm gonna struggle against his arms. What? I, I like how I said Poppy? arms the uh, Irish way. What'd you say? <laughs> Poppy. Poppy's gonna lie and say, "Oh, the TV doctor. Yeah, I remember you. I think you have the wrong guy, Lara." What? Give me fast talk, maybe. Trying to seventy-seven on a five. She's clearly trying to just uh, power down the situation. <laughs> um. Okay. So I'm gonna be like, "All right. All right." As why is as, everyone uh-huh as poppy is saying that uh, and failing at it miserably <laughs> behind her the door slides open again and stepping out of it is a tall black woman who walks with such confidence and ease that you all recognize immediately and are all starkly put at attention you recognize her as ms robinson the leader of the Karat, or at least the leader of this chapter of it. You've not met anybody of a higher rank or station. As she strolls in, she looks across the room, putting one hand on Poppy's shoulder, with her piercing green eyes staring directly at Lara. You're not going to find a more steady man 
than Al-Kai here. I trust you will leave him alone at my word. I stop struggling against Pistachion and uh, stand up straight and sort of <clears throat> clear my throat and nod subtly. This here is Kai Nakamura. He... Actually, I'll let Kai give thee. Kai, tell them where you come from. Um, Kai nods at um, Ms. Robinson in that in that way that only young people can, where they think themselves um, equals of someone who is clearly vastly their superior. Naively. Um, yep. Yeah, very naively. <laughs> and um, Kai says, um, oh, I'm, um, I'm kind of like our um, sleeper agent, so to speak. Uh, I think that was the way that um, Irving explained it to me when we first spoke. But um, uh, I'm... Uh, I, I used to work for the Theron, um, and I still work for the Theron in the sense that they don't know that I've um, switched to the Karat. Um, so uh, I, I, I'm I'm like a a, 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 a medical um, paragon for them, and and uh, and that means that I'm I've got access, but they don't know that I've switched yet. So. It would be easy if, like, you've seen me around, and you might not even realize that propaganda is very good that you've seen me before. Um, so it's totally normal that you would have hostility towards me. I totally get it, and you're absolutely forgiven, Lara. <clears throat> uh, permission to speak, Miss Robinson. Absolutely. Miss <laughs> Robinson. You do not need my permission here. I, uh, I'm just wondering... How we don't know if he's a double, double agent working still for the Terra. The same could be asked of many of our agents. I trust that if you're going to work with us any further, Lara, that you will trust in our vetting operatives. Kai here has been monitored to the same extent as all of you. Uh, then Lara will nod and she'll say, uh, forgive my doubt. You're forgiven. Not you. And Irving, have you? Are you still holding Lara? Are you? Uh, once, uh, once, uh, uh, Miss Robinson, uh, walked in the door. He uh, dropped his arms, put him behind his back, and uh, stood at a at a okay. at a tent. Not a, not a full at attention, but definitely with a, a a stillness of respect. Okay, Miss Robinson turns to Puppy. Come along, love. Bring your new friends. We have much to discuss. She turns and walks out the door. Okay. Um. Poppy says, "This way, guys." Okay. So, are you guys going to follow Poppy? Is there anything you're going to do before leaving this room? No. Uh, Kai will follow on straight away. It, you can't. No. Uh, can't let your enemies be behind you. So I'm going to be leading the back. I'm just going to be watching everyone in front of me. Okay. And. Irving strikes me as the type of man that would rather be in the back. So yep. what what is he going to do in regard to that? Uh, Irving's going to stand there waiting for uh, Lara to go ahead of him. And they just like just stay there looking at each other. Just he put his hand out um, after you. I uh... you hear oh. mm -hmm. you as you hesitate, you hear from just outside the door. Ms. Robinson say move. I put my hand on my holster and I say, please, after you. 
after hearing the command, uh, he's going to uh, wave his hand at her and fall in line after Kai. Have it your way, Lara. I'm just on edge. I've been gaslit. (laughs) (laughs) By yourself, by your own mind. Okay. Ms. Robinson, leading with vast strides, is hard to keep up with, even for the most limber of you, without having to skip every step or so. As you do, she leads you through long hallways, down stairwells, down through a vast network. This is something that you've done before a few times when you've had to see Ms. Robinson, and usually she leads you to the same place, to her office. So you recognize this journey, and you recognize that it's going to take a few minutes. The thing that strikes you all as odd this time, except maybe Poppy, because Poppy lives here, is that there is a lot more hustle and bustle than in previous years. You've you've come here several times over the years, each of you Irving more than the other two, and obviously Kai, I think, has only been here maybe once in actual person. Uh, actually, Paul, while Irving's walking behind Kai, he's got his arms behind his back, he's just walking, he's looking, he's turning, watching uh, everyone move around, uh, he's going to call ahead, um, uh, where's the fire? Well... Again, striding confidently ahead of the group, Ms. Robinson raises one hand and points to the ceiling, and then she drops it and keeps walking. Clear as mud. Thank you. And he's, <laughs> he's following. I was going to say, <laughs> my knackered, or did she, is, does she mean an actual fire above us? <laughs> I, I don't know. Uh, if there were Terra attacking, they'd be arming us. This is Yeah, well, if there were Terra attacking, I think people would be more worried something is happening clearly obviously <laughs> Egypt. poppy looks back and says come on guys keep up i love poppy's energy honestly she and kai are gonna drive laura insane <laughs> kai kai picks up the pace so that he's um keeping stride with poppy Ooh. Says, um you seem really familiar with this place have you been here long yeah, I've lived here for the past decade or so, I think. What? Yeah, You've been in the blow... crowd that long? Yep, I, I blow things up. That's what I do. And lived? You must be an expert. I guess you could say that I am. You hear from just ahead of you. Y'all have expertise. That's why you're here. As she turns and you realize you're at a, a large metal door which she pushes on and it opens she strides through and you're not at her office which you expected but instead you enter into a large circular room filled with computer screens around the room and a large war table in the middle of the room this was a room that neither lara or kai have been in but irving and poppy have when strategizing large-scale missions Uh, As you look around, there are countless people filing in and out, some sitting at the computer screens, uh, talking on comm, so on and so forth. Uh, Kai looks around the room um, and sort of goes a little bit wide-eyed and um, goes, This is really well set up. way Way more gear than I thought you guys had. This looks like an operating room out of uh, one of the, the Theronford bases. Lara growls. <laughs> As you walk forward and Ms. Robinson gestures to the war table in front of you, there is a, it looks like a map of Earth 
There are many different pins and pieces on top of it. Lots of files strewn across the table. As she strides toward this war table and motions with her left hand for you all to organize yourselves around the table, she pushes a button under the lip of the table and lights come on, illuminating a world map. And this is not something that you're used to seeing. The scale of the world isn't... Well, Kai probably has seen a lot more of the world than the rest of you. Actually, I think Poppy, Poppy's traveled, has she not? Yes, in her childhood. In her childhood. As Ms. Robinson pushes the button and the lights dim in the room, everybody in the room leaves. All of the people get up from their computers and they all file out. The doors close and suddenly you're in a very quiet room with just the four of you and Ms. Robinson. She looks around at you all. Did you all sit right around the table? Would you have done something else? No, Irving uh, chose a spot and just stood there. Oh, I would have, I would have sat down, I think. There's no, like, seats at this war table. Oh, oh okay, okay. Per, per se. Yeah, then, yeah, like she's just standing around with her arms crossed. Kai and Poppy? Poppy stands uh, near um, Miss Robinson. Okay. Um, Kai goes and stands next to Irving. Alrighty. Irving will look down, just staring not not sternly but uh seriously down no actually just right at we're about eye level so he'll look over to kai take a step back walk around the table to stand next to lara lara's gonna move towards kai behind him and sort of loom over his shoulder and uh just like grumble softly Poppy's looking at Miss Robinson and she's tapping her fingers on the table really fast and she says, So, Miss Robinson, tell us about this mission. Miss <laughs> Robinson looks around. Yes. She starts by pressing a few buttons and up comes a small hologram of an interesting structure, the shape of an upside down teardrop. You can tell just from the few details that it's clearly a space station. Poppy, you've seen this structure in this room before being discussed, but you were never really briefed on it or whatever. It just seems like another objective that they have been slowly discussing. You don't really know what it is. You probably weren't too interested to ask either. Ms. Robinson, motioning to it, says, Monroe Station. We've had our eye on this station for quite some time now. Actually, we discovered it about the time that you joined us, Poppy. Now, were you standing next to her? Yeah. She... Taps you on the shoulder again. Monroe Station is an interesting anomaly when it comes to the the Thera. It was about ten years ago that they seemed to be occupying the place, but they've now abandoned it completely. That in itself is odd. If the Thera abandon something, we know them to have good reason, and as such, they usually destroy it. Anything that they can't use uh, will never be used by anybody in their philosophy. This station has been dormant now for a very long time in Theron time, and we want to know why. The issue, however, is that the only way we can get to it is from a tracking pod that we've discovered. We discovered it a couple years ago, a pod that will... Uh, We've been hoping that we could reprogram, reverse engineer to return to the station as opposed to leave it. And that has been near impossible. 
until very recently. We've been approached by a foreign faction, and after a few months of hard work, we've been able to complete our goal, and we finally have a way to reach the station. And that's where you lot come in. You've all been enlisted because of your expertise. We have Irving with his proclivities for combat. Young Poppy here with her explosiveness. Lara with her expertise in Theron language and structure. And we have Young Kai here, a medical prodigy. Um, Kai interjects and also says, and also highly qualified in leadership. You know what? Uh, I agree. And I'm going to put my hand on his right shoulder and I'm going to squeeze really, really hard. Wait, first, Harley, what side, what shoulder is Lara grabbing? His right shoulder. Okay. You feel no give to your hand. You, in fact, hurt your hand trying to do it. What do I feel? It's solid as brick. Like metal? Yeah, you could say that. Kai turns and smiles warmly at her. I retract my air. Laura retracts her hand. Slowly. And just squints quizzically and now a little worried. Miss, Ms. Robinson. Thank you for your support, Lara. Cuts in. Of course. You'll notice that each of you have qualities both... Uh, apparent and not so apparent. She looks at Lara. Kai here, for instance, is not everything he seems on the outside. In fact, none of you are. For varying degrees, you are all special. Yes, but I uh, happen to be wholly human. Being human sometimes is not enough. Irving's going to lean forward on the table, leaning over towards Miss Robinson and say, um, human is all well and good, who is this foreign faction we're doing work for? With, she replies. She turns to the side and with her left, left hand, she gestures to the back of the room. And you notice suddenly that there are two individuals standing in the darkness of the room. It's hard to see with the lights only focusing in the, in the middle. And also they are covered in hoods and heavy garb. You can tell though by their body structure that they are definitely not human they have a very skeletal structure their hips are wide their legs bent significantly as if to uh, suggest that they are much taller than they are currently and maybe they just can't fit into this room their shoulders are also about as wide as their hips creating almost a, a sideways h shape between their torso and their hips. They also have a very distended neck, which reaches forward, but that's about all you can see. Ms. Robinson, turning back to the table, continues, These individuals here are representatives of a faction that was once known to humans, but long ago died out. Or that's how they tell the story anyway. Whether or not that's true, their leader has sent us vital intel and has given us the ability to rewire and reprogram the escape pod that we have 
from Monroe Station. They are more or less funding this mission. The One of the creatures in the back steps forward a little and bows its head down low and then steps back. Uh, Irving's still uh, leaning forward on the table, and will they be joining us on this mission? I don't no. like to go into mission. I don't know who's what they got hiding under there. <laughs> yeah, Lara's like really freaked out. Trust me, they have been vetted just as much as the rest of you. Uh, Poppy will turn to the aliens and she'll she'll wave at them and say, "Hi, I'm Poppy." Oh my god. They one the one that didn't step forward seems to turn its head just slightly to look at you. You assume it's its head. It's shadowed and you can't see beyond its hood. And then it just turns back to the table. Cool. I think I think Kai is unfazed by these um, new allies and is more excited about um, the mission. Mm. Uh, and so he turns back to Mr. Robinson at this point and says, "So you want us to go on this this um, tracking shuttle? Is that is that the mission?" Yes, correct. The shuttle has been prepared and. Well, once you all have your equipment, we're sending you up immediately. The what and the where has been decided, but what is the actual objective? What do you need a gunner, an That's explosive th- expert, and a <coughs> leader in space? And a that, language expert. That is where our new friends come into it. They claim that the Thera have stolen a very important artifact, uh, a very, very dangerous artifact with vast potential. They don't know for sure, but they think it is on Monroe. This is the reason for you to go there. We need to make sure that if it is there, that we can secure it. And as a secondary objective, we need to know why the Thera have abandoned it if it is there. Poppy will raise her hand and she asks, Miss Robinson, will we have time to pack anything? I only have 18 um, C5 in my backpack and a landmine. That should be enough. As far as we can tell, it's abandoned. You have I mean, you can never have too many. Yeah, she says, and she takes off her backpack oh, and puts it on the table my and God. starts taking out C4, Are which, by the way, she calls mad. C5. <laughs> she pulls out this really old mine, this landmine, and and she carefully puts it on the table and taps on it. This, this is my, my pet, my pet landmine. And you see these two googly eyes on the landmine. Oh my god. <laughs> That's enough, Poppy. Put away your toys. We need to leave immediately. Do any of you need any time to prepare anything more? No. I just want Irving hefts his rifle and smiling broadly at the explosives brought on the table. I I think we're going to do just fine. You know, this is kind of fun. I mean, for me at least. You're still not wearing clothes, you're cold, bloody, bruised, and starving. But at least we get to explore together, right? I've never explored- PRESS THE BUTTON! Wow, 
I can't believe that worked. Finally. I mean, I... Oh, dear Odin, you're not buckled in. You're really gonna want to do that. Hello, hello, hello. This is Spencer from The Roleplay Guys hopping in here for a quick bumper. As you know, The Roleplaying Guys podcast is a proud member of the Necropodicon podcast network. This network is home to a lot of other great shows too. For example, you may be curious what a podcast sounds if it were run by an evil villain. You'd definitely love the show A Necessary Evil. Or maybe you really love watching indie films and you want to hear some funny dudes chat about them. Check out the indie film review. What about a show that reminisces about the good old times of growing up, teasing the children that we used to be? Then check out the show Grow Out of It. The Necropodicon Network is a little garden of Eden, producing the world with a wonderful crop of shows. Necropodicon. Hard to pronounce? Easy to listen.